Mondays at Romemu are clergy days off. But not for me. <laughs> Mondays are day on, just for me. Mondays are day on for me. They are my Manhattan Mondays. I get to meet amazing people. I get to go the length and breadth of the city, building relationships. Sometimes they're pastoral in, in origin, um, but sometimes they're just building relationships. Monday is when I make it down to the Bronfman Center at NYU Hillel, where a, a year-old study group is going strong. It's called Amud, the JOC, or Jews of Color Torah Academy. I get to let my hair down. I get to study. I get to teach. I get to empower and be empowered by Jews who normally have not have been overlooked in most Jewish spaces because primarily because of the color of the skin or or as like some, my daughter would say you're very pretty but there's something with your eyes <laughs> literally with two fingers by the eyes so those are my, my Manhattan Mondays. Now, two Mondays ago, it was also MLK Monday, right? Yes. Martin Luther King Monday. And you often always say, well, then what happens afterwards? What happens the day after? For some of us, the aspirations of Martin Luther King Mondays are kind of, they just happen all year round, right? It's not something that happens every January, but it's something that we live. So that's my MLK Monday. But I wasn't in Manhattan. I was in Madison for that Monday. So that was my Manhattan Monday. So Rabbi David teaches here um, a neo-Hasidic um, class on Tuesdays called From Meserich to Manhattan. So today, I'm going to show you a little bit of From Manhattan to Madison. And Madison is in Georgia, and it's an hour from Atlanta. And there, I was able, I was invited to teach for a group called the Jewish Women of Color Resilience Circle. Who knew? <laughs> right? It's the second cohort, and I wasn't the cohort. I was now one of the teachers. And there, I got to see and hear all of the stuff of, that we would be talking about on MLK Mondays in this gathering of 18 women and mentors who look like each of us, like we could see each other in each other, literally, not just spiritually, but literally. Um, there we were studying together at the drop of a hill, where up on top of the hill was a cemetery of slaves. So that was my Madison Monday came back to Manhattan, then I had to go to Montgomery. So in Montgomery, that was my Monday, last Monday. And I was with Rabbi David Ingber and Reverend Eleanor. We were the only cohort of three representing a clergy community and a community out there. There were many rabbis, many Jewish leaders, and one reverend. Who would be the reverend? No. No. 
So my, Ma my Madison Monday was different because I wasn't sure what we were whether we were prepared for this Montgomery Monday. And yes, we were not prepared. I won't say we, yes, I was not prepared. I went into a site where enslaved people had been warehoused. I leaned my head against the bars of one of the jail cells. And a guard um, who was assigned to the museum tapped me on the shoulder and said, the AV on this one is not working. You know, there should be a child walking into the frame, but you will only see the mom. I said, I think I'm okay, thank you. So when you I put my head against the bar and looking into this little hole, which should be like the size of half of this table, was a hologram of a mother. And because the AV wasn't working, all you could see were her mouth moving and her, her beseeching hands. And I was thinking, wow, this actor got this gig. And then I thought, this is not an actor who got a gig. Because to my right and my left, I could hear the other voices coming from the working AVs of the other, of the other cells. And indeed, as Harriet Tubman said, slavery is next to hell. It was a museum, but in my gut, I was thinking, where were the august men and women of education and pedigree who permitted, benefited, and stoked this institution called slavery? This institution that became lynching, that became segregation, and that became mass incarceration. Where were those leaders or bystanders who had hardened in their hearts. Every once, every once, um, every now and then, you would see a photograph and they would be there grainy, kind of grainy in the background, sometimes very stoic, in a line, honorable, while above them was a photograph <laughs> of a dangling body. And it really made me feel like it's like I caught a fish, and the fish is big, yay big. Where were these august men and women of education and pedigree? There were photos, but more often than not, their legacy were signs and statutes of all kinds. Signs like, this park was given for white people only signed by the order of the, uh, the park board. Another sign, Mexicans and Negroes stay out. Another sign, all colored trade must take their eats and their drinks outside. Colored seated in the rear, we serve whites only. No Spanish and no Mexicans. No N-word. No Jews, no dogs. That's one sign. White women, señoras blancas. Racial purity is America's security, KKK. Where were these women of August pedigree in education and conscience? 
there were statues, right? I found statues, a whole wall of statues. And one caught my eye. California interracial marriage. All marriages of white persons with Negroes, Mongolians, members of the Malay race or mulattoes are illegal and void. California Civil Code 60. I was hit by a two by four in the knees and I collapsed. <coughs> I crumpled and, and Rabbi Lipman, Ellen Lipman caught me. It made sense now why my father married at such a late stage. He, was an, he had come to America, become a citizen, got degrees, but he was a man from the Philippines. He was not allowed to marry, at least that was the society in which he lived. No wonder he never married. No wonder he got me as a late baby in his, in, in his adulthood and in, in, in his seniorhood. So those were the hard facts of slavery. One, kidnapped were 12 million from Africa as part of the transatlantic slave trade. Two, terrorized nine million black people by the threat of lynching. 4,400 racial terror lynchings in 12 states. Three, segregation, 10 million African-Americans segregated, four, incarcerated, 8 million Americans under criminal control, a through line from slavery to lynching to the modern death penalty and mass incarceration. I march on actions for bail reform, not rolling bail reform, but I didn't see, I did not know until I was there what it all meant. Wherefore art thou? all educated and pedigreed men and women. Wherefore, what happened with your heart that became complicit? I look into the text. Hikbariti et libo. I will harden your heart. We say to each other in a lot of social ju uh, justice spaces, my liberation is tied to your liberation and your liberation is tied to my liberation. This was something I just said to women in Madison on my Madison Monday. We are tied to, not just by liberation, but by hardened hearts. What do you derive from this? That hearts can be hardened, that hearts can calcify, that they can be like dried liver, unable to absorb anything more. What do we do? I like to know what to do. We can learn, we can educate each other, but we can also sit face to face, eye to eye, break bread. We can make relationships not just pose for a wonderful photograph outside and label it, we are one. we say in is this yearning, right? We are yearning for a higher level of being, a higher level of friendship, 
You don't have to marry each other. You don't have to match each other's children. Just sit with each other, eye to eye, heart to heart, even elbow to elbow, maybe knee to knee. So as we pray and we yearn, and as we say in one of our prayers in High Holidays, Kabeel Hashem yearn, chazak be'ametz libecha, take heart, let us engage in both sides of our hearts. So if you, like me, have taken journeys, like from Madison, from Manhattan to Madison to Montgomery and back to Manhattan, and if journeys define a lot of who you are, this Aliyah is for you. If the stories of your diaspora families, whether they're from Lithuania, Hungary, Jamaica, India, or Romania, Transylvania, my teacher, beloved teacher, this alias for you. If you yearn to do damage control to the damage you might have caused, and to, if you yearn to process the damage that's been done to you, that personal is Aliyah's for you.